It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. My sidekick, Psychic Josh, has abandoned me. He's tried to prorogue um, the podcast this week. Um, I feel like he's scared that we were going to kind of be too positive about Emery, even though we did lose um, by a smaller margin than usual to Liverpool away at the weekend. Uh, but his he's, he's attempt to do that has failed. Even though he's not here, we soldier on with three glorious guests. Three, I would say, icons of Arsenal fandom and of this podcast. We've got Alan Alger, who not only is um, appearing on the podcast this week, as he has done um, staunchly for many years, he's also written what I consider to be the greatest menu in the history of the podcast, (laughs) a detailed list of topics and facts to get us going. Welcome, Alan. I've tried my very best. Good to be here. Um, Jeff Arsenal is back. Yes, sir. After a long uh, summer of gallivanting around in like, Ibiza and just places like that, man. dancing at yeah, the yeah, clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're such a clubber. It's brilliant. You're a caner, aren't you? Oh, I think that's God, what we can call you're you. not wrong. Um, Jeff Arsenal is back. And Russ Yershin is back as well. Um, resplendent yes. to my left. Um, and we've all got lots to say about the current situation also. And we're, we're recording this. This is what day is it today? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's is it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? it's Tuesday confusing, Monday. isn't it? Oh, it's yeah, bank yeah. holiday Monday. Yeah, it's bank holiday Monday. So apologies, we we couldn't gather ourselves to record um, uh, on on Monday. But I feel now we've kind of got more time to consider what I think is one of the most confusing and. Um, debatable mm. games of recent Arsenal history because I feel like fandom and punditry were massively divided about this game. Mm-hmm. Half, roughly half and half. Half seemed to think we played badly and that the tactics were wrong mm-hmm. and that we allowed Liverpool to attack us throughout the game and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was no great advance on all the previous times we've lost to no, Liverpool in the last few years. And then another half of people seem to think that we played pretty well mm. and that actually was some kind of advance on recent performances, particularly away at Liverpool. Um, and I consider myself to be... That was my reaction before I saw anyone, you know, what anyone else thought. That was my immediate reaction 
um, after the game. And I watched it with, a, with one of my best friends, a huge Liverpool fan, massive Liverpool fan. And he thought we played did quite well, actually. Like, not, I don't think he was just saying that to humour me, but he generally thought we played quite well and compared us to you know, other teams that Liverpool have faced in recent times. And you build on the fact that Liverpool, Liverpool's record at home is extraordinary, isn't it? They haven't lost for, like, it seems like decades to me. So all in all, I was quite positive. And, you know, we, Pepe played really well. We could have had a couple of chances to score. You know, if it have, Pepe put that chance away, he had particularly. Or Bamiang had a really good chance. There we definitely was a in. plan. There definitely was a there plan. There was a plan. But where, so I put my, I'm putting my cards on the table, as I do. And I'm saying we played pretty well. I was fairly pleased. I felt there was an advance on recent years. I thought there was an attempt to do something to deal with the opposition. And yet not be completely defensive. Because we had two really good fast strikers up front. That's my position. Russ, where do you stand on the heated debate about Liverpool away? I didn't think the performance was amazing. There was a plan. The plan was executed and could have been executed quite well because Aubameyang had his chance. Pepe had his chance. We could have been 2 up before they got into the game. Now, obviously, when we play at home to weaker teams, they try and play on the counter-attack and they may have a chance uh, and, again... Not score. We had those two chances. We take them. We take them. We're two 0 up, and again, you got half a chance of getting a point. It didn't, and obviously, it transpired that obviously Liverpool won quite comfortably. But in elements of Emery's starting lineup, I thought the width was really poor. Um, Arnold and Robertson were, were were coming down the wings really quick. You've got you've not got your first choice fullbacks there, and there was little protection. And on another day, yeah, Liverpool could have been f- four or five up first half. We just backtracked and backtracked. And again, we were lucky that, again, we got a couple of half-decent ricochets, um, obviously until Liverpool scored their first goal. Mm. But didn't it feel like, Alan, it felt to me like, obviously, we were, we, we were deliberately set up to allow Liverpool to come on to us. Like, they've got this super high line now, haven't they? Even higher than, than last year. And I felt like he was responding to that, and he was responding to what happened in the same fixture last season where we lost 5-1, where um, they had loads of room in the middle, mm. particularly. And obviously, they still got their fullbacks. They've posed all kinds of threats, don't they? But I think he was kind of addressing that so that we, when they were attacking us, we had a fairly staunch line of defenders and midfielders who were repelling their defences fairly effectively. Like, even though they had chances, they weren't really doing much win. They weren't, it didn't seem like particularly good chances to me. And yet, on the break, we had those couple of really good chances, which we could have scored. So it felt like... It, it didn't feel like a mis- he didn't. He, he's not an idiot. He didn't like. Did, he didn't think. Oh, well, there's no. I, I'm, I'm going to allow the fullbacks to come onto us because I've never seen them play before. I, I have no idea they're two of yeah. the best attacking fullbacks in the league. He's aware of it. He just thought that was the lesser threat maybe than the one in the middle to the strikers, etc. How did you feel, Alan? I'm I'm as divided as the fan base on this. So I'm <laughs> I'm very much fifty fifty in my own head. I'm I'm split on it. I watched the game in a bar in Spain that was full of Liverpool fans and I feared for us conceding nearly every time they attacked in that first 30 minutes uh, to the extent where I, th- I thought it looked like a League 2 team that had been drawn away at a Premier League team and were just trying to hang on for dear life to stay into a, in, into a cup tie for as long as they could. Um, so I did. I did definitely feel that at least that first half an hour, as Russ says, they could have they could have run away with that game. The difference last year is that we actually scored first in this fixture, and I think that that surprised even you know Emery and and our, and our players in that game, and that might have thrown us out from doing what we tried to do at the weekend. And obviously we succeeded for a bit longer. 
I watched the game again. I watched some of the highlights again. And I think looking at their three goals, they were all quite preventable. I don't think mm. they really carved out opportunities. The first, the first goal was obviously the header from the corner. Socrates and Guendouzi should do much better. Matip mm. gets between the two of them. Socrates has a, a much better view of the ball coming towards him. And he decides to just look at the player ever so slightly. If he'd have focused on the ball, I'm not Attack so sure. Ball. Yeah, but all defenders should sack the ball, shouldn't Attack they? The ball, I mean, look, regardless of the system you're playing, even if you're man-marking, once the ball comes into your area, go to his, you know, in your head, go zonal and say, well, I can get that, I can, I can take that away. He also kind of took Gwendouzi out of, the, out of, the, <laughs> out of it, didn't he? he yeah. Kind of, like, we got, got in his way. And meant yeah. Gwendouzi well, Gwendouzi actually looked for a foul and you think, well, it was your own player, <laughs> your so own player, you're not going to yeah. get that. Um, and then the penalty is just brainless, utterly, utterly brainless. And if there's any foul that Louis should have made, it shouldn't have been the, the tug back. It should have been the foul when he could see easily that Salah was going to have a 30-yard run on him, but actually he had a two-yard advantage at the start to dis- decide whether or not... And of course you don't want players lunging in, but I think that's where you take a tactical yellow and you, you bundle him over. Because um, it wasn't particularly last man, because it was at an angle. So all three goals were actually preventable. Mm. And then yeah. we scored one that was actually... The best worked goal of the game was ours. Yeah. I'm confused. It is confusing, isn't it? Even the, even the, I was fascinated by it because the pundits were really divided. If you watched it, so I watched it live on um, BT. Yeah. Was it, no, Sky, sorry, Sky. Sky. Yeah. And Gary Neville was unbelievably complimentary. He was. He was, he was like, and he kind of, he was, he, he, he was accused by some of, I think some of us fans of being patronising. Yeah. But I think he was honestly saying yeah. what I he was saying. I think he was genuine. You know, the, the, uh, he's he was, got a soft spot for Arsenal, hasn't he? Yes, but I think but he's, he been scathed, but he's been scathing about us in, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he's all been going on about how feeble and weak willed and weak minded we are and I think he was addressing the fact that we looked stronger willed and stronger minded and we had a certain purpose to the game yeah. um, at least uh, uh, in, in the game on Sunday and then you had and then I watched on match of the day they didn't even they didn't have any reflection of our attacking they didn't even mention Pepe at all I was amazed I'm considering it was his first full mm. game and they just focused on the fact that Liverpool totally dominated us yeah. and did much better than us blah 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 even though it was 52-48 I think the, the yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a massive it wasn't huge I mean Once actual chances and yeah sure things like that yeah. anyway well, were you confused as well or do you have a clear no, well, I, I was confused, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was like, I was like Alan Now I'm like 50-50 yeah. in watching it. But, see, the thing is, <clears throat> you go to places like Liverpool, you, they're, they're going to pressure. That's their game, right? And they just grind teams down. Sometimes, right, I mean, you see every other team that goes there and sets up the same way as Arsenal did at the weekend. They try to just stick everyone behind the ball and, and, and you know, work on the percentages. Sometimes, in my opinion... You can't try and play your way out if you're playing against a high-press team like that. It's all right if you're Man City and you've got the players to do it, or yeah. Barcelona or whoever, right? But when you've got... I just think it's very, very difficult. You are going to get caught. And when you've got top players that are playing against you in their, in their front three, you're going to concede alternately. I mean, it's a good point. We look more vulnerable when we had the ball... Yeah, in our, in the final third, Absolutely. as in out, yeah. out, out. Oh, playing it out from the back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Than when they had the ball sometimes, just outside it. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, yeah. I wished, I, and I said it before the game. I said, you know, I know, you know what's going to happen with Liverpool, right? Mm. Sometimes, right? You got, you got. Put, I put two up front. 
which he did with Aubameyang and, and Pepe. Yeah. I'd have got them closer together, right? So down the side, we could have just pinged it for the first 20 minutes. Get out of our mm. area, quiet in the crowd down, pinged it straight. And we caused them trouble. We would have caused them, which we did. Long balls, yeah. Long balls, mm. just for the first 20 minutes, half an hour, to quiet everybody down. Mm. But, you know, we've mentioned, I think there was a plan. And as you know, you have to take your chances. Aubameyang yeah. pretty much had an open goal. Yeah. And Pepe, Pepe had a one-on-one. I think he, he just came too quickly when he did strike it. Mm. That's, that is 2-0. And we, the, have, yeah, we, we did have the best chance in the first half. We did. I've got a concern over Pepe because... It's finishing. Yeah. It, it, he had two great chances against Burnley. One was actually did, yeah. a chance on goal and one was a chance to play someone in. And he mishit both of those. And he's mishit the one at the weekend as well. Just, I'm, yeah, but I'm not, I, don't, I feel I mean, I agree. I'm not going to judge him on his first three, but but that's first the first three important touches for <laughs> Arsenal have all been mishit. I know, I know, but I've all got I'd say to is, worry there. All I'd say is he clearly can score goals from what you know. Well, we've seen him do what it, we've yeah. seen, and I felt like this was those the, all of these things were like for me like slightly snatching at it in, in a kind of you know he, he's rusty, yeah. he's new to this. Yeah, whole yeah. I mean, world of the Premier League. I felt all of those, the finishing issue, which is definitely an issue, but I think once he scores one, which hopefully maybe will happen this weekend against Spurs, who knows? Yeah. I feel like then, you know, he'll fairly regularly score. He so. did look amazing. Like the, the skill. Yeah, you amazing. know, this is why I was so angry. I like, I, I'm not one of those people who gets angry at Match of the Day, you know, but I thought it was weird that not, I mean, I think Ian Wright was on, wasn't it? Anyway, that they just completely did not acknowledge it. But his he ruined, skill, he his moments of, of skill, yeah, 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 his moments, it, was it the first time, um, you know, that he's passed some of those defenders. Some of the best yeah, defenders. Yeah, yeah. been taken yeah. on. Yeah. You've got to acknowledge that, haven't you? And I think, I think, I, just, I thought it was so exciting. And I also thought that the diamonds, the famous diamond that, that we were playing, which again, they showed on match today, kind of worked for about 10, 20 minutes or something and then yeah. fell apart, which is fair enough. But I thought there were moments where we were passing quite intricately in the middle. Guendouzi, yeah. I think is really good. Yeah. I, I really like him. I had an argument with, various people on Twitter. Chaz Nuki Burden, friend of the podcast, oh, yeah. referred, to, referred to my Twitter score-settling element of the podcast, which he's absolutely right. I do like to Twitter score-settle. I'm going to carry on, and that's what I'm doing now. But someone said to me, oh, you know, Gwendouzi was terrible. Well, I thought he had a really good game. Like, he was the one who was actually managed to get hold of the ball and passed fairly accurately yeah. in the middle of the park, in the diamond, to get yeah. it further up front. I'm yeah, not he saying... likes to play forward. Absolutely. Yeah, he likes yeah. to play forward. Anyway, all of this is a kind of roundabout way of saying the, po- the positives were absolutely... I never felt like... We were going to win the game no. comfortably, mm. but I felt like there were absolute positives that people can ignore for, due to their various agendas, and you can't, to ignore them is weird. Well, the, the interesting thing about the agendas is that, and I've said this before, and the, the, the more sort of militant Wenger can do no wrong fans. It was half the time. I I'm not talking about Jeff actually yeah. because I, I think Jeff is at no. Jeff is mature. I don't mean reasonable and mature. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. Yeah, the, but the children. Towards the end of last season, I think I had to spend 20 minutes of one podcast saying the big six did not exist when oh. Wenger was aiming for the top four. There are only three big teams. Therefore, to come in the top three of three when there's four places wasn't as big an achievement as coming in top four. Mm. And it took a lot of people a long while to get to grips with that. Yeah. So then at the weekend, we saw a lot of people saying, well, at least when Wenger went there, we had a go. Now, he took on the clock teams that were actually not particularly good. You know, they were eighth in their first season mm. under Klopp. They were fourth the next season. They lost six games that season. They comfortably swept us aside. And that was when it was a work in progress. 
So Wenger couldn't even get to grips with the Klopp work in progress. <laughs> yeah, right. Emery's been playing the finished article for three games yeah. and actually drew at home last season and has arguably been a little unlucky at yeah. the weekend. So well, yeah, we have to. I don't think we can. No, exactly. I mean, the, the debate will rumble on and on and on and on until we, until saying, a third manager comes into sure. the. But people were saying things to me like, um, you know, oh, Norwich did better than us. No, and, come know. on, that's rubbish. But it's rubbish, isn't it? I think it's rubbish. I think, and people were saying, you know, he, he's, if he'd have tried a 4-3-3, if he'd have matched their formation, which it must have been a temptation. We've got the players for that. Yeah. And I, part of me thinks, which is, and obviously we saw it in the last 10 minutes, basically, when he brought Lacazette on. But part of me wishes he had done that, and I would have loved to have seen the thing. But I think, but when you, the bigger picture for me is, Liverpool are just... Probably one of one of the top two, three best teams in Europe. Yeah, he absolutely. has. It's like we used to. It's like when we used to yeah. host Liverpool. When when Henri scored that wonder goal, we used to, we used to beat Liverpool. Yeah. can't believe we didn't fear Liverpool coming no. to us. Yeah. Or even, even, even now they're like a proper bogey team. Even going to Anfield with the yeah. Vieira and Petit in there, yeah. you wouldn't fear. You, we, we never feared no. them. You we're think like, you'd win every no, game. It's, it's but now they're, they're, yeah. they're a machine now, aren't they? They're mm. all absolutely. Yeah, but you're not that good going backwards, though, boys. And if you can put them on their back foot, well, come on, this period. Okay, but. This period now that we're in, but no one's love. done that away. No one's done that at Anfield. No one has been them at Anfield for like forty games or something. Two, you know, nearly two years. So it's not like I feel like that is a big difference, isn't it? At home, I think. I think. I bet in a few months' time when we play them at home, I bet we, we you know, hopefully by then we might even have established. I want to talk about that later. Our formation and playing, you know, hopefully yeah. playing three up front, which for me is the dream, and it will be different. But away in the third game of the season. You can completely see why he's tried this oh, of way course, of dealing with them. Yeah. You know, this period now is like it was when it was Arsenal, Man U. This, this yeah. period yeah. now, it's Liverpool, it's Liverpool, Man City. They are by far the two best teams. Yeah. Like us and United were, we were by far the yeah. best team fighting out. Wenger, Fergie, obviously Klopp and uh, uh, and Pep aren't going at it like they are, but. Those two teams are miles clear, home but, or away. But in their judgment of Emery, some people are actually ignoring the fact that it took. Guardiola one whole season yeah. to get that right yeah. and it took Klopp two and a half seasons to get that right and Guardiola and had some... a gazillion pounds they both had a lot to spend Agreed and on. the other thing about that is is that during that time they had big away defeats to the fellow top six not Arsenal by the way but mm. obviously you know uh, uh, I, I, honestly, I know I, what you're saying, but we, uh, under Emery or anybody, we are not going to win the league this year or the Champions League. Or be, no, I, don't think we are. I don't think we are. No. I just think that if you believe, and some people do, some people don't, and my, my jury's probably still out, but if you believe that a manager has to come in and impose a philosophy, despite what they've got to spend, then you know that even two that have been proven to be extremely good at that, have taken time to mm. do it. Of course. So yeah. we You've got will need time. that time as well. Yeah. And if yeah, we're going to do it by using youth players, which it looks like this season, then it might need a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't do, see yeah. where you'd be Everything's forgotten. Everything's forgotten with three points on, <laughs> on, on Sunday. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Do you th- the one thing I would criticise him for uh, on San- Sunday, Emery, I thought the substitution, I thought the timing, I thought the first substitution, actually bringing Torreira on, was good because I actually thought once he came on we looked much more controlled because I thought we were losing you know control yeah. and all of that they had that period didn't they like 15-20 yeah. minute period in the second half where they did steamroll us yeah, sure. and, um, and I thought and I thought that made sense but then I thought it did took weirdly a long time to bring on Lacazette and to bring him on for the last 10 minutes frustrated me and I thought you know he could have brought him on much sooner what'd you, yeah what'd no you... Lacazette I mean I, I think 
He's mostly, the, in my opinion, mostly the best player at the club. If you play him, well, he's played the year, wasn't yeah, he? Last year, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Um, again, it's, it's it's all about the the setup. When you set up like that, it's like an attack against defence, and we're just going to try and keep him out. Willy nearly, we try and do it right. Mm. Very, very difficult to change it up. Yeah. Mid game, it's yeah. difficult. You're still in that same mindset, and you know you can't get They've the message. They've been working across. on it in training. Yeah, the, yeah, like, no, yeah, that's all they've got to do. That's yeah. all well and good if you don't go behind. But then what happens when you, you go behind? Then you've got to change it up. Mm. You still got that mindset. Oh, mm. well, what do, I, do I go forward now or do I sit there still? You know, and it's difficult. And I think that's where the problem lies. But again, it's all about personnel. Mm. You get players like Man City and at Liverpool, they've got used to that now. They yeah. know. They know there's, there's periods in the game, you know, where they're, they're not going to be able to press that high anymore because of the tired yeah. or whatever. Well, that's what, got... yeah, sorry, Jeff, but that's what happened once, once Liverpool were free in the luck. Obviously, it was game one. So, yeah, yeah we can bring on Lagazette and Torreira yeah. and they're going to look good. And mm. fair enough, we've got the consolation. What do we think about um, Louise? Because on the one hand, there's the... There's the um, you know, when we bought him, I was, I was fine with it because, you know, even though he makes famous big mistakes every now and then and everyone yeah. kind of, it's almost like a, a joke a jo- that he does do that every now and then. He's capable of that. I felt that he was clear, for me, he was an advance on our other options at Central Bench right 100%. now. Yeah. And yet, it was a, both of the, as you, as you said right at the beginning, Al, Al there they were, they were just, it was just unnecessary. That shirt hold thing that he tried to defend afterwards on, on, on the, and good luck, good, to, good on him for coming out coming and out. doing yeah. the interviews. But he did try and defend himself in the most ludicrous manner. Shocking. And it was one of the most obvious shirt tugs in the penalty I've ever seen. Didn't did even need VAR. Earlier, I mean, didn't even need VAR. Yeah. Did you see in the, the first one in, in, in Virgil van yeah. Dijk on, who was it, Pepe or someone? Yeah. In the first half. Yeah. I mean, you know, but we were arguing sure. about this for a sure. long time. Yeah, yeah. And then again, you know, to be caught, he was just tight with Salah for that. For, as you said, she could, that would, if he hadn't already been booked, that would have been a classic, you know, mm. could have just brought him down and taken yeah. the booking, etc. Yeah. But... Apart from that, what was really annoying was the first, actually, the first, that period where they were, where you, where you were worried in working, looking um, in your bar, where was it? You were watching it? Mallorca. In Mallorca. Yeah. I thought he was the key. He was doing so well, blocking. He was doing yeah. all the blocks and all that. Just quite absolute. I thought he was great. And then he made the mistake and it was, and it was like, oh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, it was a good unit. It was such time. a shame. But I still, I'm still pro him, broadly. Yeah. Playing we generally. make a lot of childish mistakes in our defence, though. So even last year, we do defend with this desperation, and it reminds me, it reminds me of kids who are not particularly good enough playing against other kids that just then resort to, you know, oh, the game's gone, and just doing silly things like pulling shirts or putting their arms over or just, or just fouling. And, and in kids' games, you see it quite a lot. And I, I, I really think that a lot of the time last year, you know, going a few seasons back, our defence seemed to do that. And I did worry about... VAR. I mean, obviously, the one at the weekend was so blatant, the, the ref had a perfect view to it. I don't even think they, they might have checked it. I'm not sure. But um, I think that's going to happen a lot this season if they're not careful. Because, yeah, it's like I mean, why would you even have in your head? <laughs> yeah. With VAR being a thing, surely they've all been told yeah. nothing yeah, stupid. As you well know, it happens every game. But yeah. It's whether they're going to catch it every single game. Yeah. They missed one in yeah. the first half that was, yeah. quite, was quite clear. After, I never saw it. Right, but it's quite clear. That's a penalty. If you're going to give one, you've got to give the other one. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. And just on what, just on what you say about Childish, I, I read a stat today that Arsenal given a, Arsenal have given away the ball the most so far this season in their own half. Yeah. But more, more than any other yeah. Premier League Well, that, this playing out from the back thing is weird, I think. Because he, he, Emery seems, seems Mr. Pragmatist, doesn't he? Most yeah. of the time. Like yeah. he'll, 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 he, as he did on Sunday, he comes up with a way of, 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 in theory, trying to deal with what, what Liverpool poses. 
And yet the one thing he seems absolutely obsessed with is playing out from the back. So, well, I can only assume he is, he is telling them to do it, no matter what the fuck happens. Yeah, no, and we absolutely, did it, yeah. We did it for the first two games of the season, and it looked dangerous then against whoever, Burnley yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let alone as you... As you well, this Liverpool, is what happens. Against, against, against the, that's weird, the, the lower-level teams, you'll get away with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But against quality teams, you won't get away with it. I don't get what he thinks. I don't get in general... The it's definitely an analytics thing because... Right. Um, I forget who was talking about it at the weekend, but the, the, the analysis effectively shows that if you can keep the ball, it doesn't matter where on the pitch you are, you've got more chance of winning the game. But every time that particular tactic goes wrong, it will look like it is the most yeah. ridiculous tactic to use. Yeah. And unfortunately, we... <laughs> haven't got quite got to grips with those errors and recovering from those errors. I mean, there was one against Burnley where I think Leno had a long pass on which, and it must be a directive, it must be Emery saying yeah. that you can't do that. Because yeah. even when the crowd get frustrated, the players almost look as if they're saying, I know. I'm not allowed. You know? I'm not allowed. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, but it was one that went to the side and I think it was, uh, who would have been left back? It might have been Monreal. He, he hit it back to Leno, and Leno wasn't even looking. It went across the face of our goal, oh, like, yeah. W- yeah. about two foot out. I was yeah. thinking, that, that is, you know, there's going to be at least two or three situations per season where we concede from that. But overall, the analytics must say, and I think they do, that you're better off. Yeah. Well, it, might, it must be, you must it'll be, be more right. obvious. It must be right, way. because in the old days, goalkeeper, goal kick... He just kick it up. Yeah. We don't know. We just we got two players inside your own yeah. box now. Yeah, but you kick it up, and you, yeah. it's fifty-fifty whether you win the ball yeah. and keep possession. Yeah, I get that. But when you're playing the team famous for their pressing, pressing. Yeah. a high, high press, yeah. and the, and a team not only that but are brilliant at it, yeah. and that can get the ball from you yeah. in any to do to to, to You'd be pers- mental to persevere with it. <laughs> oh, no. When you it's already nearly led yeah. to two or three goals, it seems absolutely because you know the players on the pitch. Right, because they're out there playing. Yeah, they must. When when he tells them what this, you must do this. I don't care who you're playing. You got Liverpool, yeah. wherever. Right, they must think. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah, but I don't no, really want the ball. Well, yeah. I'm I'm to give it no that's a good point actually, yeah. because you've got no out, have you? Really, no out. Other well, than upsetting him. And, and you know, even if you get, even long. if the fullback gets the ball, mm. you know, the centre midfield player, he don't really want it. Cause yeah, there's going to be all over him. Yeah, I think I actually don't mind playing out from the back, but oh no. There is, there Not is religiously right, every single fucking second in the game. No, no, uh, there is a the right time. Uh, again, right. The, the weaker teams, yeah, absolutely. Play the ball out from the back, and you'll have more space in the middle. Yeah. But ultimately, there is no point kicking it downfield because we haven't got a big, we haven't got a big striker that's gonna yeah. that, that's gonna really bat, battle and, and and win the ball. Yeah. Lacazette's probably stronger than Aubameyang. I would have yeah, thought yeah. is actually yeah. shielding yeah, he the can ball. Hold it up. Otherwise, you, otherwise, you're literally kicking the ball, and it's going to recycle. Yes, it will take longer to recycle because the other team is going to have it just. In it, just the, the edge of their uh, edge of the centre circle versus r- right on our goal. But isn't there isn't there a middle ground though? This is what I, I, I don't get. I, I feel like the way we were doing it against Liverpool was tapping it to our you know to the sides to the, the two the two players st- sitting yeah. in the pen, in around the penalty. When you've got them these they're incredible fullbacks, storming in. when to do it and. I feel like there's a little, there's a middle ground. You can try and pass it to midfield. You can try and throw out. You know, we used to yeah. do that a lot. Mm. You know, but you don't want to lose the ball in no, the middle again, not, against yeah, them. And as, yeah. as Jeff said, it almost must be, must feel for the players as if they don't actually want the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it, I mean, it's another like a hot potato, mate. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. another criticism of Emery that I would have is that 
And this, I noticed this from the Burnley game because I sit sit on that side just above the the dugouts, and he's 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 game. I mean, we used to moan at Wenger for not being animated and getting off the bench. This guy's much too far the other way. Yeah, he's right. Nice, right. <laughs> he tries to manage every single pass that the players play, yeah. and and some of them are just not needed. You know, if yeah. it comes near to if the fullback's got it near him on on that side. He's, he's, like, he's effectively saying exactly where the ball should go. If you don't trust your players to know that, and you're actually shouting but, in their ear, but all I'd I'm say, not having that. I know what you mean, but my version is that I don't think he's... I, I think he's just doing that as, as like, he's just, that's just what he does, like almost yeah. to himself. I don't think yeah, he's actually seriously true. thinking the players are watching him for the, for the words. No. I just think it's like his way of behaving throughout. Yeah. I just think it's almost like a... I think a he's thing. got to calm that down. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, know, I know it was only Leon, but I literally sat behind him for, for, for that game, and... Sometimes he's like, it, it, the players will look at him and like, just let me play. Not that he's, not that he's a joker, but it's like, I'm, I'm like, sit down. Yeah. Surely you've had all week to train, and after two minutes, he's up directing play. I was like, yeah. surely these guys are, these guys are grown men. They're, they've been playing football. They're, they know how to play. You've told them, and the coaches have told them during the week, this is how we're going to play. You don't need to stand there and, and Yeah, I, just think I think they just ignore him, though. I don't think that. I, I, I think it's almost like he's just... It still I must think, be distracting, though, because... Of course he's distracting. distracting. You've got the manager. Yeah. yeah. I'm allowing that. Anyway, yeah. we've got much more to discuss, um, but first let's have a little break. And we're back from the break, and a reminder that we are sponsored um, uh, so far this season by MatchPint, which is an app where you can find where the nearest pub is playing football each week, any given, any given day, whenever you want. And they've also got the Budweiser Premier Predictor game where you can um, enter and try and predict each week's games. And we've got our own league, and you can kind of compete against us. I think I got like 30 points or something last week, which, is, which was fine. Um, so yeah, MatchPint, check it out. Jeff. Um, a couple of things struck me as well after the game. Um, Ozil, nowhere to be seen, mm. didn't make the squad. Um, obviously, he's had the recent distressing period, but Kolasinac didn't make the squad. Yeah. Um, a, personally, and I know Ozil has these obsessive fans, and I, you know, yeah. in theory, obviously, brilliant, but I didn't miss him yeah. at all. I mean, I barely even... It was barely a blip on my consciousness. I was like, he's not there, fine. He'll be fine. And kind of, I don't think he would have made much difference, you, personally. Would you, would you really want him a Liverpool away? A Liverpool away, right? <laughs> not for me. I mean, it's an indictment. But does anyone miss him? Does anyone think, oh, we should have been in the squad? He should have had to be there? What, does anyone not feel really, strongly? No. Not really. I mean, he, he... I think like the debate over whether he's a quality footballer or not isn't... You know, I don't, mean, I don't think anybody needs to say whether or not he is. I think he definitely is. But in that particular game where he's going to have to get the ball yeah. with his back to the Liverpool goal and somehow fashion something, I just don't fancy him when he's just going to be clattered from behind by their, their midfielders or their, their central defenders. I just don't, I don't see him yeah. making an impact on that game, especially the, the way we set up. Yeah. Would we have set up differently if he was available? I don't even think Emery would have picked him. So no. No. He's not no. going to have a set-up, is he now? I feel the future, now that we've got Pepe, right, you've got Lacazette and Aubameyang, they're trying to get on longer-term contracts, quite rightly, because they're both absolutely, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Surely the future is those three up front, I and mean, this is what I alluded to before, you know, as Liverpool and City do, with a mobile, fast, 
skillful front three. We can do that now. And we've also got in Ceballos a, a, a player. I mean, he was he was anonymous against Liverpool, but it wasn't. I felt like it wasn't you know his mm. kind of game yet. Yeah, potentially colossal, isn't it? He's, potentially. And for me, yeah. you could have Guendouzi um, in the middle with Torreira, maybe. I mean, we, I want to talk about Xhaka as well. Don't, no, don't talk. About okay, but for <laughs> me, there is the obvious setup from now on. That I hope he's he's kind of looking to does yeah. not involve. But there's no place for Özil in that. On no. that I, I hundred percent agree. I think as soon as Arsenal can get a bid that they're happy with, even on loan to cover a significant amount of the wages, yeah, he'll be off guaranteed. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't even know if he will. I think I'm he might be one of those players. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay. Well, he has to stay. But I don't think. But what I mean is, I don't really care one way or the other. You know, I'm like now. You know, I know, I know it's expensive. He's, he's you know, he's huge yeah. wages, but. He's not going to bankrupt the club. I'm was fine he, with it. Been, was it three, four years now, four seasons, maybe? I think it's five. Five, I'm five yeah. I think it's five. You know, right now, has he been a good Arsenal player? And, 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 uh, like you, Al, I know he's a quality player. Yeah. He, you know, in a world-class team, he's world-class, if you get what yeah. I mean. But he's not been a great not, player for No, us, he's not. He's no, that's what I'm good saying. Arsenal good, player. good. But he's not, a great, he's not going to go down. I've seen people pick him in there all time. No, you're not. 11. And like, Come on, I've no, seen no, people no. on it. Twitter going, oh, he's he my favourite player. I'm like, he won't let me bean team. He's got his obsessive team. army of followers who have him in their Twitter bio. Mm. Or no, on, uh, but it's a, it's a fantasy. He has never become a reality that he's been a great player no, for us. No, that's true. No, no, what about true. the Xhaka factor? I mean, oh, he seems obsessed wow. with him. Um, Emery seems to pick him whenever he's available, pretty much. He did have good... His stats are good, aren't they? Like, I, I, thought, I think he had the best passing rate, maybe, didn't he, okay, yeah, on Sunday? I, but is it passing well, can, that's going to you anywhere? Anyone can pass it five yards. Right. No, but I'm so, I'm so conflicted by this because I, everything, I, everything I see, factually, sort of the, the analytic stuff, and I, I don't... I don't I'm not someone. I know I love my stats, Jeff. I really don't ever want to boil football down to this. But sometimes you can't argue with it. And a lot of the stuff from last season with Xhaka, where he's in com, the comparisons between when he played plays in the team and he doesn't, really scream that we need him. And I can't ignore that. Yet I've been at games where I think he's an absolute liability. So I am so confused. I think every moment, like, so you were you, you, you saying you know a five yard pass, you know sideways mm-hmm. is fine. But I thought that, uh, we're just watching the game. No, these twice. are penet- these are pen- the stats for the penetrating oh, really? chance giving okay. passes. Okay, he's way up there. Really? I I listen, it. it's, it's fascinating. Uh, listen, I, I understand stats mate, are a big part yeah. of the game now, but I'm, I'm listen, I'm an old geezer. I still, I still watch. I still watch. My eyes, eyes are not too bad, and yeah. I just watch the game. Yeah. and I watch the game, Same. and I assess the players on what I see. Yeah. and Chaka yeah. should never be nowhere near an <laughs> Arsenal midfield. I'm sorry. Oh, no. yeah. Just my just 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 my view on Chaka. Obviously, we've had. Vieira, Petit. Oh. Um, but, no, but, but you look at, I think, what is Jacker's role? Is he there to protect the back four or is he there, or, or is he there to actually go forward and create chances? Yeah, I, I think the stats are right. Creatively, I think he's probably done not too bad. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him anywhere well, he's near. He's better with a holder behind him so he doesn't have to focus on yeah. doing that. Yeah, defensively, I don't think he's good enough. See, this is the point. I don't think he's good enough at either job to warrant an Arsenal first team place no. I agree with you Jeff I agree, I agree yeah. with you Jeff if, He's if, not, if, we can, if, if we can get and I think which is what we're still crying out for that that, that player in there that can that can defend protect the back four and also drive forward like a Vieira we, we, yeah. we still miss that yeah. I we think he's going to try and bring Gwendouzi into that 
He's I've been playing t- a lot deeper. Well, he's, right. he's, I think he's very fond of Guendouzi at yeah. the moment, isn't he? So yeah. I, I agree, yeah. yeah. Like, for me, the mid... Sorry, On Saturday, on, on Sunday against Spurs, Torreira and Guendouzi over Torreira and Jacker. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be happy with. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, Alan's not sure. Alan's or not or sure. give a penalty no, away, I, or I, something will happen. I'm not so sure. I'm honestly not so sure. I'm not so sure whether it's Gwen, the environment to put Gwendouzi into at a weekend. I'd much rather someone with the experience of Xhaka. Let Torreira do the bit in behind. Let Xhaka go a little bit further forward and make those passes. And between the two of them, you know, obviously if Tottenham have got the ball, both back. But yeah. But if he plays, well, this right, my team for Spurs, I've written it out, it's got to be, you've got your defence at the moment, same defence we've had recent times, but bearing, bearing in mind we've got, you know... Which is two, makeshift. Makeshift completely, yeah. yeah. Makeshift. You'd have your two yeah. full-backs. Half a defence. Right, right, yeah, I mean, when Bellerin and Tierney and all that... Is, you know, they're coming in. Yeah, Rob sure. Holding, I mean, that is yeah. going to change. But, three out, that's three out of the five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, indeed. But right now, right now, they're there. For me, the midfield is got to, it should be Torreira, Guendouzi and Ceballos. And then up front, you have all Balaka and Pepe. And for me, that is yeah, a I devastating team. I would take that. You'd replace Gwen. Who's, who's, who's making chances for that three? Yeah, but at home. At home, And Gwen a little bit as well, but Sabayos particularly. So oh, you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd have that team with Jacker instead of Gwen Jacker instead of Gwen and I would also sacrifice one of that front three for Ozil. No. Well, I would. Well, I definitely yeah, would. Enough. Who's going to get the ball we've to got, them? We've got to move on. Who's going to get the ball to them? I don't. I, I think I, I loved what Sabayas did, did against that, Burnley. That, yeah. This isn't Burnley. This is Tottenham. This is North London derby. I forty-four percent losing I losing streak think. In, in the last. As you pointed out, they're not <laughs> Liverpool. They're not Man City. And we're they're still going to be one of the hardest home games we play this season, especially because yes. regardless of all that, it's a derby as well. So. It doesn't matter who they put out. As we say, yeah. it doesn't matter who they put I, out. It's a London. I mean, Derby. how many times have you gone when they have been down on their knees? Crap, you know they've been yeah. bottom half of the yeah. table. Rubbish. You go there oh, thinking we should absolutely pace them, and you know we'd have players like Henri nick and, a draw or something, and, like and, and, and they'd nick a draw or something like that. Anything can happen in these games. Absolutely anything. If the, the thing the that's most likely to happen is Zucker gives away a terrible, gives yes. away a penalty or a free yes. kick and gets yeah. booked, and you know that's what happens. Which is less likely to happen if you have Guendouzi and Torreira. Yeah, can I say that? The, yes. what we spoke about before. St- stats stats and previous performances go out the window Boom. Forget, forget forget Spurs got beat by Newcastle forget and obviously of course. For, yeah. for, forget their last what nine nine games of the Emirates I think we've won eight out of nine or seven out, seven out of eight mm. it's a North London derby if you're not up for it you're not going to win. No. You need to be up for it. Tony Adams put, put an Insta post out about what it means to play. Brilliant. These players need to know what it, what, what, what it means to play in the North London. But we can Darby. send their 2019 loss rate up to 46%, something, if they, if, if they mm. lose against us at the weekend. And you've, and you've got the, um, the great fact that a win would put us five points clear after four of games. them, after just four games, which would yeah. be fantastic. Some it? base to build from. But our record, you've also pointed out on your fantastic menu, our record this, our record this decade, 2010 onwards, in North London Derby Premier League matches, played, we played, sorry, won six, drawn six and lost seven. That is a worry, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. It's just, it's yeah, it's a way though, isn't it? It's not. Uh, at home, we've, we've been very strong. No, that's home and away. Though. Home and away. Yeah, that's, that's in general. That yeah. is in general, yeah. Before we get on to, we're running out of time, before we get on to a full prediction situation mm. for that game on Sunday, there's a few things that happen. Hey, Monreal looks like he's heading out. Don't we, don't we, first of all, can we make sure we keep him at least 
for the North London Derby. Until, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't let him don't go. I don't think we're allowed, are we? When does it shut? I think it shuts. Isn't it shut on Monday? I think it shuts on Monday. I'm pretty shut? Sure. Oh, because yeah. they always extend it when it's a weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, I we think might be. Monday. I think yeah. we've got to keep him because yeah. I don't, I think we just need that experience. Oh, yeah, 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 this is I'll crazy, d- though, isn't it? This, this, is, this is the Chamberlain uh, moment that we had when he played two right. minutes before he was joining Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> He's going to play in an awful London derby. And a, yeah, but Chamberlain was awful anyway, know, regardless whether he was going anywhere. He was going to Liverpool. This, this guy's going to wherever. Where still, is. He's, still and, and I, I agree with you, but... Yeah, he's a bit more experienced yeah. than he, he, he... You know, I, I think he, he, he'll be all right, won't he? I think, I'm sure, I'm sure I think he will, but I, I think just, he'll be all right, yeah. We need a bit of experience in yeah. there, don't we, surely? Yeah. Yeah. What about... I agree, yeah. What about the, the weird situation with Sanchez that, you know, that is just... What's happened to him, you know? But, I, you know, I know some people hating him, Boydie Bay Fast. He's got fun now, hasn't he? He's got, he's, he's he's got fun. I liked him. I liked him. I loved him. I liked him. His best. I liked he was him. great. Very I'm sorry. Very for it. Completely. I think this is a mind thing. It's you, not a, yeah, it has to be. Something's happened. The, the, apparently, the players at Arsenal turned against him. It's quite likely the players at Man U have done the same thing. He's well, obviously not talk, a particularly likeable character. And that's affected his performance on the pitch. Because... There's no way you can fluke what he did for us at the best of times. No, yeah. no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, he he did have his eyes set on going to City, and then he's true. He's, true. He's, he's turning up at United, and then instantly he said he yeah. he, he, he wasn't given that, that. Hi, I'm, what, I'm Alexis. Nice to meet you. Let's get on. And let's, quick, let's quick one. Interesting thing. This summer, my mum, she phoned me all excitedly. She said, "I've just seen that 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 Arsenal player plays for Man U." I said, "Where are you?" Because she lives in North Wales. She says, "I'm in Llandudno Pier." Said. No, you haven't. Said he's got two dogs, hasn't he? It's like, Mum, you two haven't dog seen him. Yeah, you haven't. You have not seen him. She goes, I've definitely seen him. I've definitely seen him. So anyway, two days later, there's I think there are, a, Instagram a, post. No, 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 like a Daily Mirror story. Someone has spotted him and taken a picture. He was on Clandudno wow. Pier, so he's that even wandering out into like. The foothills of Snowdonia <laughs> and just... That's the title of this podcast, Spotted on Landudno Pier. I hope, uh, I hope we know how to spell Landudno. Landudno. <laughs> research that. I've probably got we, that wrong to annoy finish. all my Welsh family. Um, I love the fact as well, this is a classic bit of Alan Alger action on, on the menu before we talk about London Derby, about the fucking song. Um, Sweet Caroline, which you... I will campaign against this yeah. forever. So, so Sweet Caroline, right still being played, it. still being played after we win. It's, it's Alan's personal plea to the club not to kill the atmosphere if we win the North London Derby on Sunday by playing it again. Obviously, they are sticking with it, aren't they? But what fucking song, what, what song do you want us to play? I don't want to play a song oh, after... If we beat Tottenham, the ground will create its own atmosphere it's true, it's and true. song after the game. If you have to, if you have to play a song, play the Go West one, the instrumental... We'll put our own words to it. The theme tune for this very podcast. But, but in all seriousness, I had forgotten all about Sweet Caroline. <laughs> the final whistle went against Burnley. I'm happy, you know, turn around to Matthew, just about to, you know, celebrate the win. And that f- song came on and it just killed it for me. It, it's not a football song. It's not an Arsenal song. It's a song for your, boxing, you know, your, boxing, nan's, yeah. your nan's 80th. Yeah. I, I, I cannot song. believe yeah. that anyone has thought that that is, is good enough thing to do. And all it does is half the crowd think, oh yeah, I might as well sing along to this because I know the chorus. But then they get taken out of the whole moment of the fact that we've just won a game. It is awful. Nigel Mitchell, you listen to this podcast. <laughs> you have an influence at the club. Sure. <laughs> Make sure that somebody <laughs> goes into Paul Burrell's little room and takes away that disc or whatever you play it from these days and it doesn't get played. Otherwise, I will buy a club-level ticket to the next game after the Tottenham game and make sure that I'm outside his little cubbyhole because I need to make that appeal direct to him. 
that do I, I agree with you, Al. It's, it's not an Arsenal song. Arsenal won. You want to be something that, that resembles, Let that the resembles what we're about. Let your own atmosphere. Yeah. And I, and I've, and I've, I've met a few Carolines in my time and none of them have been fucking sweet, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I have to say, I do like a bit of Neil Diamond, though. I mean, you know, but uh, not not, not playing at the Emirates. Yeah. Go the west, go west. Is it go west? Is something I that we had that, in the That was the, the most 90s. impassioned thing I've ever heard Alan say about Arsenal, <laughs> and to get it actually in the moment, the the fury. Now, what the fuck is going to happen in this? Can, I mean, it's just it's just. I mean, even more than ever, anything can happen because it's really early in the season. It's quite unusual, isn't it? It feels quite unusual to me that we're playing them so mm. early in the season. Mm. They're in not great form, and yet also they're quite capable of scoring in the last yeah. ten one minute. We, we, he could play any team. I mean, my dream team, I've, I've said already, but I won't be surprised if he does play Urzil or if he play Mkhitaryan, you know. Oh, I dear. mean, anything. Yeah, I know, exactly. Anything could happen. Um, Jeff, what's your feeling right now? I just, I just think they're, they're fantastic cheaters. They'll, they'll, oh, that as any, well, yeah. Any, well, you know, I mean, hopefully VAR will come into play. Mm. He cost but, himself at the weekend, he came, did didn't he? Yeah, Harry Kane. Went towards like. the player rather than <laughs> yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Madness. Right. Yeah. Uh, what will happen? I mean, it's a toss-up, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go 2-2. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking score draw. Yeah, I, think it's like, I know it's, it's fence sitting, goals. isn't it? Alan, I mean, what's the betting, first of all? Yeah. Well, Arsenal are actually favourites, but odds against, so there's no clear favourite for the game. Uh, seven to five Arsenal, two to one Tottenham, and the draw's five to two. There's not been a nil-nil in this game since 2009. No goal score is 16 to one. That's not. It happen, is the is it? second highest fixed, highest goal scoring fixture in the Premier League in the last ten years. The highest one? There was five. Arsenal, four. Liverpool. Oh, really? Wow, yeah, that's so interesting. We're involved in, you know, those all those two goals games went to Liverpool. Back to back. <laughs> they did. They did in that, in that time. But um, I, I think 3 2 Arsenal. Really? I think, oh, yeah, I think we can do it. I, I think we'll concede. I don't think the defence is solid. It is makeshift. I think they've got. They've obviously got goals in them. I don't know how many Tottenham fans you guys follow on Twitter. I'll try and keep it to a minimum. But. Yeah. They aren't happy at the moment no. with the way they're playing. No. You know, it's not just the usual. And got the whole Ericsson situation as well. Exactly. They? It's yeah. not. It's not just the usual. I think we're playing badly at the moment. Or, or sorry, I think we're playing well, but the results are not coming. This is we're not creating chances. You know, we look mm. uh, passive at the back. We look, you know, we look like we're not moving the ball quickly. So they they seem to be in dire straits. But it's a derby. Anything can happen. I think they're cap- well capable of scoring a couple of goals. We haven't got a clean sheet in us, but we've definitely got three goals in us. 3-2 Arsenal. Well, the gauntlet's been thrown down. I'll actually throw it out there and see. It could, we could actually see a repeat of last year, 4-2. I hope so. I think, I, I think, I think there'll be plenty of goals. I think Spurs are not, not great at the back. If he plays Sanchez and Alderweireld, Sanchez hasn't, hasn't started the season well. If he plays, if he plays Vertonghen, then I think that, that's an upgrade. I think fullback wise I don't think Spurs, Spurs are... Um, are solid enough. I think we can definitely we can definitely score definitely score a few. If he does play that front three of Pepe, Bamiang, and Lagazette, he will. I really hope he does. Oh, but I bet I he, does. he does. And I then I think I think he does. Right, he'll go. He'll go. He's just not. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and then and then defensively, as we said, look, we we definitely well, not definitely. I'm sure we won't concede. Uh, sorry, we won't keep a clean sheet. And let oh, Spurs no when you've got Kane. Son, Ericsson, yeah. Lamella. There's a dive in there, isn't there? You know there's a dive. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to get a penalty. There's goal, or two. There's goals in them. So, yeah, yeah I think another high-scoring game. And yeah, I think I, I think we can definitely come out on top. I think I said, look at our home form. It's, mm. it's, it's been pretty good of late. So you're saying 4-2? I'll have a shout 4-2, same as last year. I think I'm, there'll be definitely goals. I'm going to go 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. <sighs> I, think, okay. I think, yeah, I think we're all yeah, going goals. Be. Yeah, I mean, could obviously. Be mad. What's the odds on that 3-3? Three, 3-3 three? <laughs> three, three would be... A 
about yeah, about twenty five, twenty two. No, I might actually yeah. put that. It's worth a pound, yeah. isn't it? Mate? It's worth a pound. That's the good thing. I mean, I can literally tell you the odds of anything. <laughs> yeah, right we, now we cannot <laughs> underestimate them. What Spurs must Spurs still kind of strong favourites to come third? Yes, yeah. yeah. They. I mean, drift. I feel like there's no big. There's not a huge gap between us. I don't feel. Yeah. Well, the, the, no. the really interesting thing that happened in the Premier League betting at the weekend was that. You had Tottenham as those third favourites, as in the most likely, if the top two fail, um, they will be the ones. They drifted out right out to 28 to 1. Right. Then you've still got sort of us, Man U, Chelsea around 50s and 66, which we've been sort of fluctuating between. But the top two, the percentage chance of the top two winning it is obviously, you know, into well over 100 now, well over 100% with the profit margin put in. So effectively, we are saying at the weekend that it can only go to the top two. That might not be a revelation to anyone that's, <laughs> that's watched those two teams, but you know what's really there's sad? no real chance that there can be a third team no, now. No, that was really sad. Yeah. Arsenal, 50 to 1 after two or three games in the season. Yeah. What, to win the league? Yeah, it's the, big, yeah, it's the biggest enough. we've been that's for a long while. I mean, United... No. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing. United, I'm just United, at, yeah, what, United but, at 66 to 1 after three games. That's, right. that's, that's the, the biggest they've ever been. But we've pretty much favourites to come fourth, to come in the top four, aren't we? Opposed to Chelsea and Man U. We are. It's, it's, it's very close between that group of three, right. with, with Tottenham obviously in between the, the top two and, uh, and, and the remaining three. So it's, getting like, but, so it's getting like La Liga, but if we, yeah, yeah. Bundesliga, mm. top two, top two. Mm. Uh, if, if, like if we win at the weekend, if yeah. we win at the weekend, that five-point gap after four games that will mean that great, we yeah. will go yeah. very close to being uh, almost a, a pick and price for for who comes top of the yeah. two North it's London teams. It's huge, it's yeah. massive. And, and obviously just on the Monreal issue that he could leave the following day, <laughs> whether, whether Ericsson or, or, or Vertonghen and whether there's rumours that, again, if they're not signing their, yeah, that's a good their point. deal... Yeah. Whether that could affect them in the build-up as well, whether Pochettino. Oh, I mean, the mere fact that Pochettino isn't picking Ericsson to start is is, is, yeah. is obviously yeah. all about so, that, and it's preposterous, isn't it? So again, that yeah. that could be in our favour, or it could be in their favour if if they know yeah. that after that game they're going to either be here or not. It, it, it could boost them, but we've got to be up for it. Like they turned up last season because we, that was shocking, wasn't they? They just didn't turn up, and we we battered them. Funny one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Um, we've run out of time. Um, thank you so much, um, Alan, Russ, pleasure, Jeff. Always Thanks, boy. It's Wait. been glorious. Um, we'll be back next week. I think we're recording on Monday, and then there's that boring international break. Um, but um, thank you so much. And um, if you spot anyone else on Landudno Beach <laughs> Pier, Pier, Landudno Pier, Landudno Pier, let us know. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.